Welcome back, Giants fans. We're doing this, the round one reaction. The Giants traded up one pick to select Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. So we'll touch on that pick, my thoughts about it, how it'll fit into the Giants defense. And I think towards the second half of this video, we'll just talk about the rest of the NFL draft. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, it's already 1230 for me right now. Like, what's the point of going to bed on time? Like, I don't know, I have like the the devil on one shoulder, the angel on one shoulder saying, go to bed, you have work tomorrow. And then one's like, oh, it's the NFL draft, just stay up. So yeah, I'm staying up for this thing. So we'll go over the pick. Hope you guys enjoy leaving the comments your reactions to this pick. And let's get into it. So first off, a lot of shocking picks in this draft. I mean, we'll go over that later, but just overall, so many picks that were not expected to happen and trades that happened and just some wild stuff. Especially what the Lions did at 12. We'll get to that later. Anyway, so for the Giants, I mean, Joe Shane didn't admit that, um, you know, the Giants were kind of thinking wide receiver. And then at pick number 19, the Buccaneers took Elijah Kansi. And at that point, there have been no receivers taken. So that's pick 19. There's only like five picks left or four picks left until the Giants pick. Now, every single pick from that one until the Giants picked was a wide receiver. It was Seattle. They took JSN at number 20. Quentin Johnston went to the Chargers, which I still don't get that fit. We'll touch on that later. Zay Flowers went to the Ravens, and of course, they really improved their receivers for Lamar Jackson, who just came back on a big contract. And Jordan Addison went to the Vikings. So four guys right before the Giants, they go off the board. So if one of those guys fell, especially guys they were supposedly into, like Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers, if those guys fell just one more pick... We could have seen the Giants, um, you know, take a wide receiver, of course. I think Joe Shane, I, I know people have the question of, like, why the hell would you trade up for one pick? The Giants, by the way, gave up their 25th pick, obviously. I think it was a fifth rounder and a seventh rounder to move up one pick and take Jacksonville's pick at 24. So the reason Joe Shane said he did it was because the board for them with guys with first-round grades was really, like, dropping so they wanted to make sure they got a guy they thought was a first round type player so I, I don't hate that you know I mean fifth and the seventh round pick what type of players are you getting there I mean they're gonna be special teamers anyway it's it's very rare to hit on a fifth or a seventh round pick to be a big impact player so when you're in the first round you got to get it right so I, I don't blame them for making that type of trade I mean yeah it kind of sucks because I didn't really see the Jaguars going in that direction, but they traded back down anyway, and I think the Jaguars picked at, like, 27. They took Anton Harrison. So, yeah, it kind of made sense for the Giants in that standpoint. Um, but what does Deontay Banks bring to the Giants? He brings size. I believe he's 6'2". I'll look real quickly. 6'2", 205. He's a guy who has, like, just the, the prototypical build you want for an outside corner, and he'll be a day one starter opposite of um, Adoree Jackson, no doubt about that, of course. And he's experienced. He's been playing there, I think, for four years as a starter at Maryland, and he's very physical. And I, I think the, the thing I liked about him the most when I watched him was, like, he plays in any type of defense. It really doesn't matter. Like, you could put him in, like, quarters or, like, man or, you know, press man or, you know, he can be off by 10 yards and he's fine. Put him in zone, he's fine. Like, he's such a tremendous athlete. Um, there were a bunch of tweets before about how good of an athlete he was. Like, he just killed the combine and was, like, you know, 97th percentile in this category and 95th percentile in that category. So the kid's obviously an elite athlete. Um, I do want to see for sure what his athletic scores were. Um so I know they have this like RAS score and this RAS score kind of just grades the measurables and the stuff he does at the combine. And according to this, 
um, Banks had a 9.99 out of 10. I mean, that's that's freaking insane. Like he, they, they say nobody's perfect. Well, he was 0.01 away from being perfect. I mean, he's just an insane athlete. Has you know the right size hands for a corner you want. Arm length 31 and a half inches almost. The only thing in yellow is height, which they have listed at six feet tall. See, I thought he was six two when I read the PFF report. It said he was six two, so that was wrong. But yeah, six feet tall. 197s in the green. His 40-yard dash was in the green at 435. 20-yard split was in the green, 2.47. 10-yard split, 1.45, also in the green. Vertical jump, 42 inches. That's freaking insane. That's like Derrick Rose in his prime. Um, broad jump, he added, had a 9.96 score. I mean, just incredible stuff here. So, yeah, I mean, there's no limitations to him athletically at all. And that's what you want to have at a position like corner where athleticism matters so much and you're reacting to these amazing athletes at wide receiver running across from you like you have to have the ability to cut on the dime and if they do beat you have the athletic ability to catch up there are times where yeah a guy's going to beat you on a route but how do you make up for it how do you get back into the play and I think Deontay Banks based on the body type based on his athletic profile will have no problem doing that stuff. So last season, this is according to PFF as well, he only missed one tackle out of 36 attempts. So when you're a sure tackler, that's going to help out a lot. Um, he ranked fourth in the Big Ten with a 43.3 completion percentage allowed. And that's for last season, by the way, not like his entire uh, college tenure. So I'll read off the pros and cons they listed for him. These are not mine. This is just what the you know pro football focus draft guide has. The pros, he glides downfield, has such easy recovery speed. I kind of went over that before, how you're going to get beat in this league, and it depends how you recover from it. Agility for a taller cornerback is special. There are a few at his height that can move laterally as well. Outstanding tackler. He's physical and technically sound. So, you know, that's how like, he does all the little things, like the technique. And, of course, you combine that with the athleticism. Like, nobody's a sure thing. But I think Deontay Banks is in a pretty good spot where it's like it's hard to see him really be a bad player. Now, the draft comp they have for him, the player comp, is kind of hilarious as a Giants fan. They they compared him to Eli Apple, which is like the last thing we want to see. Now, I don't know what Eli Apple's measurables and the, the combine stuff was off the top of my head. Maybe it was similar, but um, yeah, I don't think he's as bad as Eli Apple. I can't see that being the case. So the cons they listed were he sometimes has awareness issues, whether it's knowing when to find the ball or recognizing route concepts. He had a shoulder injury that caused him to miss like half of the 2021 season and I heard from another video I watched that there was some issues with penalties and being a little you know over physical at times which I don't think is a big deal I mean they'll fix that stuff um but yeah I mean this is a it's a good pick I mean I, I think looking at the board there was definitely some debate about Joey Porter Jr. versus Deontay Banks and Joey Porter was the guy who really caught my eye at first you know not, not to rhyme there but yeah he caught my eye and um you know, I was kind of hoping it'd be him. I figured he'd be a, a better fit into the scheme and just be a better press man guy. But it's not like Deontay Banks is bad at it. I just thought, like, you know, he'd be a better fit. But it doesn't matter. I, I think, you know, Joey Porter fell to round two for God knows what reason. I still don't know why. But um, Deontay Banks was a guy who was supposed to be probably a top 20 pick. I think most NFL teams probably thought he was going in the top 20. And then of course that wide receiver run happens from picks 20 to 23. And then the Giants are there trade up to 24. And they take, um, you know, probably the best guy in the secondary left. I still think Joey Porter Jr. is going to be a very good player in this league and probably a day one starter as well. 
But Deontay Banks, I, I see the argument. I definitely can see why a team would take him and um, you know want to invest a high pick in him and even trade up for him. For those concerned about age with these prospects, he just turned 22 in March, so he'll be 22 all of next year. And by the time he finishes out his rookie contract, he'll be like, 25 26 i mean we're, we're good here with the age so i would say like for me this probably is one of my top five picks that i've liked in the first round in the past like five or six years for the giants i mean you know i was a huge fan of andrew thomas i love the cave pick love the evan neal pick i mean hasn't worked out yet but uh this one's probably number four for me like it's it's up there so Big fan of it. it. It fits need. It was, you know, it, it fit the value at that point because once again, this was a guy who I thought was going to be in the top twenty. Um, of course, there were a lot of shocking picks in this draft that we'll go over in a bit here, but um, just a tremendous athlete. Once again, has the change of direction you want. Um, you know, has the frame you want. Plays a physicality. Has the speed. Catch. He can catch up. You know, make up speed. Has all that stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I think this is hopefully going to work out. And I know we still have concerns about wide receiver, but if, if you reach for a wide receiver there and you reach for need, I mean, do you really want to take Josh Downs or something in the first round? Like, I don't. So, I mean, I was definitely fine with this pick. I, once I saw the board, I want to see who was left in this draft at that point. For me, it was between Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., and Nolan Smith, who went to the Eagles, and oh my god, they had a tremendous day one. <laughs> Somehow, they land Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. I mean, the Eagles, I don't know how they do it, but they just, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, those three guys were the ones that I would would have been a big fan of. And as I see the draft order now, I think the uh, Steelers are the first pick tomorrow, and like Joey Porter Jr. going to play for the Steelers where his dad played, I mean, it just makes too much sense. And it's a team need, too. So I think that that has to happen. It's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it won't happen because it makes too much sense, but it, I feel like that has to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really do draft grades every year for the Giants, but I think this is like somewhere from an A to an A minus. Like it's it's really good. Um, probably doesn't get an A plus because you had to trade up one pick to get this, and that's you know you don't want to do that obviously, but it's not the end of the world. Once again, it's a it's a fifth and a seventh. It probably won't kill you. So the Giants already had a lot of draft assets in this uh, particular draft. And I do believe Joe Shane said in one of his pressers recently that, like, don't be surprised if we do move up. We have the ammo. And I was like, I was hoping I was telling my friend who's also a Giants fan. I'm like, let's move up to 19 and, and try trade with the Buccaneers and try to get JSN. But the Giants, I guess, didn't feel that way. And there, there could have been a situation where the Giants kind of got you know, little fooled there at the end because they might have seen Canty go at 19 and you still have four wide receivers on the board, and there's like five picks until you pick. And then they might be thinking to themselves, there's no way every receiver we want is going to go off the board in these next five picks. And it happened, it just happened to, to play out that way. So, you know, maybe it was a bit unlucky, but I think this did work out pretty well. And the Giants do have some, you know, good receivers left on the board. There's guys that can take tomorrow, of course, and um, I'll have a reaction to that as well. I don't know if it'll be right away. I might wait till Saturday. It depends. You know, I might be tired as hell tomorrow, so we'll find out. But uh, anyway, all right, let's get through the rest of the draft real quick. Bryce Young first, no surprise. CJ Stroud kind of surprised me. I think the betting odds at that point was Will Anderson all day. He was like, I think a minus 150 or so last time I checked, and I figured it'd be him. But then, of course, the um, Texans shockingly trade up. And they get, they trade up again after taking Stroud number two, trade up with the Cardinals and take Will Anderson. So the Texans get two of the first three picks in the draft. You don't see it very often. 
there was the one year, um, it was 2018 draft, the Saquon draft, where the Browns took Baker first, and then they took Denzel Ward, I think, fourth. So first and fourth. You don't see many times where a team has like two top five picks. Um, my guy, Anthony Richardson, goes four. Um, Shane Steichen, who came over from the Eagles, now the head coach, probably saw the same upside that everybody else sees and, and just says, hey, if I can get the best out of that kid, um, he might be one of the best quarterbacks in football. I, I, I would have been a I would have been a bigger fan of him going to Seattle because they already have Geno and they could just comfortably sit Richardson behind Geno for a year and not worry about it. So my concern is like the Colts kind of suck and you don't want to have Sam Ellinger there as your starter for most of the year. So I feel like they may rush Richardson, which it might not be the worst thing, but you do want to make sure he's ready. But I do think the floor with him rushing the ball with Jonathan Taylor, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Devin Witherspoon went to the Seattle Seahawks. That was kind of a surprise. I was expecting Jalen Carter. That did not happen, as we know. Paris Johnson Jr. was definitely talked about going to the Cardinals. They get him via the trade back with the um, Texans, I believe it was. Actually, no, that was the Lions pick, and then the Lions traded back, and the Cardinals traded back up. A lot, a lot of freaking trade today. Um, Tyree Wilson went to the Raiders. Makes a lot of you know sense from a schematical standpoint. I kind of like that pick for them. Bijan Robinson, oof. Another running back, top 10, number eight to the Falcons. That was like one of the more obvious picks. I think I had that in every mock draft I did. I did like three of them, and I think Bijan was going to the Falcons in every one of them. They made that no secret. And I think Arthur Smith, having had, excuse me, having had um, Derrick Henry in Tennessee, not saying it's the same type of player, but he definitely values the run game more than most people do. And I think the Falcons, they just run the ball no matter what. They don't care what the score is. I mean, there were times the Falcons would lose, like, by three touchdowns, and you would look at the box score, and then Tyler Algier has, like, 23 carries, and you're like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, does the game script not matter to you? Like, it's kind of weird. Um, Jalen Carter out of Georgia goes to the Eagles. They traded back up to get him. I believe they traded up just one pick, so it wasn't like they traded a bunch of spots up. It was one pick. Um, then Darnell Wright went to the Bears, kind of a surprise i mean i was expecting paris johnson to go to the bears but of course he was taken first by the cardinals at six so i don't know i figured darnell wright was like a late teens type player but hey they get some protection there for justin fields can't hate it peter skoronsky out of northwestern went to the titans i figured that would be the will levis spot but that didn't happen and after that happened it was like well where's will levis gonna go maybe tampa well that didn't happen either so he's still on the board and Heading into day two, I bet he did not see that coming. Here's the crazy one. Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. A player I like, by the way. I don't want to make it sound like I don't like this guy. But they took him 12th overall. I mean, two running backs go in the top 12. We have not seen that since... I don't even think that happened in 2018. I mean, you probably have to go back further than that. I think this is like the most running backs we've seen in the top 12 ever not ever but like in a very long time like I can't do the math in my head or think about it but I feel like it's been a long time so if you know the answer to that trivia question let me know but when's the last time two running backs went in the top 12 it's just kind of crazy um makes no sense to me you have David Montgomery you have DeAndre Swift um even their third back what the hell was that guy's name I forget the guy's name now they have a third running back there it's really not that bad either oh it's Craig Reynolds that was kind of bothering me I had to look that up yeah Craig Reynolds he was not bad either so like I don't know why I I get like Gibbs is a good receiver but he's still a running back and I feel like 
unless he trades DeAndre Swift, which maybe it happens, I just don't see it. I don't understand this at all. Probably the most shocking pick of this uh, day one. Uh, Lucas Van Ness to the Packers makes sense. Kind of fits the player they they like to go after at edge. Um, Broderick Jones to the Steelers makes a lot of sense. They needed a left tackle pretty badly. Will McDonald to the Jets. Maybe kind of a reach, but I feel like that's the type of guy that Robert Sala likes to have. So, I mean, at that it kind of reminded me of uh, Jermaine Johnson from last year. I mean, it's not the same exact player, but same type of build. So, yeah, maybe 15 was a bit too high, but oh well. Hopefully it works out for them. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State. He goes to Washington. That was a surprise over Christian Gonzalez, by the way. I was like, because I'm pissed. I'm thinking, like, man, the commanders really just got Christian Gonzalez at 16, and then they pass on him for Emmanuel Forbes, who, of course, is very good corner, by the way, but just weighs 166 pounds. So I'm like, eh, is he going to hold up? I don't know. But Christian Gonzalez, who I think is better, goes a pick later to the Patriots, and they traded back. So that was a great move. I mean, Belichick has had some pretty rough drafts in recent years, but this was a really good move. I don't know why he fell to 17. It seemed like Gonzalez was going to be a damn near top 10 pick. I feel like Atlanta was mocked to him, or he was mocked to Atlanta. Same with the Raiders. Um, even the Lions, some people had that. So I, I was surprised he lasted to 17, but a good pick right there by the Patriots. Then the Lions again at pick 18 took Jack Campbell. Linebacker out of Iowa, who I think is a solid player, but once again, it's a reach. It's 18 overall. It's a reach. I just I don't get it. Like if you wanted Gibbs and Campbell that badly, just trade back. You didn't need to take them there. It's just stupid. I understand the saying, get your guy, but not to the point where you were reaching like a half round more than you need to. It just I don't get it. So the Lions had a lot of great things going for them. And then they had, you know, Jamison Williams get, gets busted for the, you know, betting on games. I think they bet on MLB games, too, which is the weird part. But still, um, he suspended for six games. They released the Quintez Cephas and some other receiver. So ever since then, it's like, what the hell has been going on with the Lions? And these picks today just didn't make much sense. I feel like Lions fans are just probably not happy with that. But pff, I don't know. It's not my team, not my problem. Kalaja Kansi to the Buccaneers. I like Kansi a lot as a prospect. It just depends. I, I kind of like this fit because he plays next to Vita Vea, who's like 350 and just like takes on two guys every time. So it's like, hey, Kalaja Kansi, more one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Put him across from a guard and like just go to work. So it's probably not a bad thing. Um, JSN to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, that's a pretty deadly receiving core with Metcalf, Lockett on the outside, JSN in the slot. It's going to be tough to beat. So that's uh, you know a luxury pick if you want to call it that, but still pretty interesting there. Quentin Johnston went to the uh, Chargers. I don't get it. They signed Mike Williams to like a four-year deal last year. I feel like that's the same exact type of player, and it's just very redundant, and I just, I don't know. I thought Zay Flowers made more sense. I mean, there was rumors in the offseason about the Chargers moving on from Keenan Allen's contract, and I feel like Keenan is now like 31, so they're probably going to move on from him sooner than later. Mike Williams is still in his prime, so I, I don't understand that pick at all. I would have said Addison or Zay Flowers made more sense than Quentin Johnston, but hey, maybe the Giants, by the way, can trade for uh, Josh Palmer, a guy I like a lot. He's now the Chargers wide receiver four after this draft pick. So, hey, Josh Palmer, if, if things don't work out in this draft, go ahead and get him. But, yeah, just a very odd pick there, in my opinion. Say Flowers went to the uh, Ravens. 
I mean, they kind of needed a slot receiver. I mean, look at their receivers. They have Bateman and Odell on the outside, and then you put Zay Flowers in the slot. So Lamar Jackson's happy. He gets his money, and he gets, you know, some very good weapons the past couple weeks here in Odell and Zay Flowers. Jordan Addison went to the Vikings out of USC. You know, it seemed like a good fit. They had K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, and, like, nobody else. So, I mean, they kind of needed a wide receiver. The Vikings' defense is really bad. But it's the t- it's so bad that you're probably not going to fix that in a one-off season. It's going to be tough to do that. So I don't know. You might just go best player available at that point, and that might have been who Addison was at that point. Giants took Deontay Banks. We went over that before. Um, Dalton Kincaid, the Bills traded up for him. I know he had that back issue, but apparently he cleared all the medical things, and he should be fine. But if Kincaid hits with the Bills, that's going to be a very good pick. Like I feel like... You know, Dawson Knox is a good NFL tight end. Like, he's probably, like, borderline top 10, top 12. But Dalton Kincaid has a higher ceiling, and I think, you know, if he stays healthy, that could be a very good pick there for the Bills. And the Bills need some more receiving help. I mean, Gabe Davis did not take a step forward next year, last year, not next year, last year. And they had to, like, call Cole Beasley to help them out last year. It was kind of rough for the uh, Bills receivers outside of Stephon Diggs. So Kincaid goes there. Mozzie Smith to the Cowboys. Interesting one. I don't hate it. You know, I I figured Miles Murphy was going to be right there for them, and they passed on him. And um, Michael Mayer was going to be there too. So Michael Mayer and Miles Murphy, two guys I thought would make a lot of sense for the Cowboys. They pass on both of them to get Mozzie Smith. You know, the Cowboys have their edge rushers, so I, I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, he's compared to Don Terry Poe. So, I mean, that's a very good comparison back when he was in his prime. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, D-tackle, run-stopper is not exciting, but... That's kind of what Dexter Lawrence was painted out to be when he was drafted, and that worked out very well for us. Not saying Mozzie Smith will be that, but uh, yeah, he's going to be a good starter, day one guy, stop the run, and hopefully help the Dallas defense for their case. Anton Harrison goes to the Jaguars. Good pass blocker. I think probably needs to work on his run blocking a bit from what I saw about him, but yeah, I mean, they needed a tackle. They lost Jawan Taylor to the uh, Chiefs. I forget if they traded him or if he just left in free agency. I forget now, but um, you got to focus on getting a cheap option to block for Trevor Lawrence, who sooner or later will have to have a contract extension. So you get a cheap offensive tackle. Hopefully Anton Harrison works out there. And I forgot this as well. Cam Robinson, their left tackle, is facing a suspension, I believe. Something with the PEDs. So, yeah, they need a left tackle pretty badly. Miles um, Murphy, Bengals, love that pick. I'm a big Miles Murphy guy. I think his floor is super high. He's going to be a very good run stopper at minimum. So I just I feel like that guy is a starting NFL player, 6'5", 270 almost. And... I know he kind of peaked in his first or second year and and didn't really get to the heights he was supposed to, but I still think he's a very good football player. He has like that size that you really want for a, you know, defensive end who's playing in a 4-3. So, I like to pick a lot. I think it's going to work out for them and, you know, the Bengals definitely got better and they probably don't need to because they're already very good. Um Brian Brees, Brise, I forget how to pronounce his name. I don't. I did not watch much of him. He went to the Saints, 6'6", almost 300 pounds. <clears throat> Makes sense from a positional value, not positional value, but just from a positional standpoint because they lost Marcus Davenport. Um, Cam Jordan's getting pretty up there in age. So um, And Sheldon Rankins, of course, he left a couple years ago. So, yeah, I mean, they needed some defensive line help. I completely get that pick. I'm not going to speak much on him as the prospect because I did not watch much of him. Nolan Smith out of Georgia. 
interesting one. I don't know why he fell so far. It did remind me of um, <clears throat> Aziz Ojolari, how much he fell. Of course, he was a Georgia edge rusher as well. Similar build. But, yeah, he got, you know, fell to the very late first round. And the Eagles were there at pick number 30. Scoop him right up. And, yeah, the Eagles have probably, arguably, the best day one of any team out there, which they did not need either. Then at 32... I don't know how to pronounce his name. Felix Unidike Uzama, something like that. I watched him play a couple times, and I was pretty impressed. Like, a lot of explosiveness for a guy who's listed at 6'3", 255. So, I know the Chiefs have some needs at wide receiver, but those top-end guys were gone. You know, maybe they were hoping that a guy like Quentin Johnston would fall to them. Didn't happen. So, hey, get yourself another edge rusher. You can never have too many of those guys. As I said, when I watched him, I was a fan of him. I could definitely see a path for him being a very productive NFL edge rusher. So don't mind the pick there. I mean, yeah, there were some very weird picks in this draft, as I said. I mean, just the Lions picks at, at 18 and 12 were just crazy. Um, you know, even C.J. Stroud at number two was kind of surprised. Like, I, I feel like if you really thought about it, because I think for a while, a lot of us were just sure it was going to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, first two picks in a certain order we didn't know who was going to go where but like a month ago it was like oh it's it's young stroud or stroud young and reports came out the past couple weeks that oh the texans are not going to take a quarterback and i thought maybe their plan would be to trade up from 12 to like eight or something with the falcons and then take will levis that was kind of a rumor thrown out there and i was like yeah i could see it but no they do like something nobody expected they take Stroud at two, trade back up to three, and take Will Anderson. So getting Stroud and Anderson, I mean, that's amazing. So good job there by the Texans. Um, so, yeah, Eagles, great draft, honestly. Lions were just awful. Um, I like what the Patriots did, getting uh, Christian Gonzalez while trading back at 17. That was awesome. Um, who else did I really like? I mean, the Giants, once again, I like what they did today. I love what the Bengals did with Miles um, Murphy. Big fan of that. Um, I think I said the Eagles already. Who else did I like in the first few picks? I like the Tyree Wilson fit with the Raiders defense a lot. Um, Paris Johnson with the Cardinals makes sense. I do like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think with, uh, you know, fits on certain teams, that's what I like the most. I'm trying to see if I missed anything, but... Bijan Robinson, I know he's so good, but I just I can't get on board for some reason. I like I like Broderick Jones with the Steelers. That made sense to me. Um, but yeah, the running back, I just I can't I just can't get on board. I mean, if you're the Falcons, like you probably could have traded back. Like I did not really see a team taking Bijan Robinson in the top like 15. I just I don't know. If I was the Falcons, I would have tried to trade back and just get some type of assets. But I don't know. They have Robinson now. They have um, Kyle Pitts. They have um, Drake London. They have some ex exciting players there. And if, if uh, Desmond Ritter works out, then, hey, they have a pretty fun offense. And their offensive line is not too bad either. So Falcons defense is another question. We'll see if they can fix that secondary a bit. But, um, you know, even their defensive line is pretty trash too. Um, they were relying on uh, Lorenzo Carter last year, former Giant. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to do it for round one here. As I said, some surprises here. But for us as Giants fans, I think it went pretty well. Could have went a lot worse. It did suck that a lot of receivers went right before us. But I don't think it was like wide receiver or bust. I think this was a very good pick, a position of need. So hopefully Dory Jackson, Deontay Banks can lock it down. I still have um, concerns about slot corner. I thought that Brian Branch is another guy I'm surprised kind of left the first round. I'm a big fan of his. 
he could have been an option there in the slot. And, like, I like Darnay Holmes. I liked him a lot coming out of UCLA, but, like, it has not worked out to the degree I thought it would. So, you know, maybe the Giants will give him another chance, but I don't know. I just I don't really see it, so that would have made sense. But maybe in, in day two, the Giants get Deontay Banks. Some, not Deontay, uh, They get Brian Branch. They already have Deontay Banks. Um, get Brian Branch somehow, but I doubt he falls that far. I'd be pretty shocked. Anyway, that's going to do it. Leave in the comments your reaction to this pick. Who do you want in day two? And I'll talk to you guys either tomorrow night or on Saturday.